Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name's Jed. I'm Jay. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Jay? Uh, not shit, man. Kicking it. I just, um, I meet with my sponsor on Thursday, so I just did that, and that's always dope. Um, you know, stoked. You're coming into town soon, yeah, so that's dope. Yeah, we'll get to do a live and in-person uh, recording. We're going to a men's retreat, which... Super stoked. Super stoked and super <laughs> excited. Um, first of all... Yes. First of all, dude, we've had uh, an awesome response on Twitter and the rest of the interwebs, so we're going to start shouting out you fools, and... Uh, in the future, if you write us an email, just go ahead and let us know if we can say your full name or read it. Uh, if you don't, we'll just say, yeah. we'll just give you the name and initials. So, my man Adrian A, Tony B, and Scott C, you dudes are awesome. Super dope. And super, then, super dope. Thank you. Yeah, then, so, and then we... <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was going to say you got an email to read. Oh, yes, I did. I'd got an email um, from a Miss Shanna S. And I think the reason we're, so the reason the reason we're doing that, right, is because we don't know who's in recovery and who's not in recovery. And I don't want to be out in fools. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, Shanna sent us an awesome email. I think I read it like eight times because I was so stoked that somebody read <laughs> us such a great email. Uh, so she says Shanna S starts with, OK. Let me start by saying y'all are killing it with this podcast. We know. You had me at hello. Shana. Yeah. <laughs> you really, <laughs> really know how to rev my engine, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of driving and finding a podcast that keeps my interest is kind of hard because there's a lot of crap out there that ain't, is a waste of Ain't it the Agreed. truth? Agreed. Um, but Jay and Jed hooked me from the start. I love that you had your dad on. Jed. I love you, Dad. <laughs> I wanted to hug him for being such a cool dude and great parent. Agreed. He's a very huggable man. He, he is a very, very huggable man. I hope to emulate that with my own kids. Um, I binge listened to all of your episodes so far. It was all golden. I laughed so hard. Does that like laughed at us or with us? I'm at hoping this, at this point, I don't really. Either or. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> e I'll Either take or. Just laugh, <laughs> laugh in my direction. Right, right, right. Uh, Dirty Mike's Dirty Mike is our fave too. Oh yeah. Um, I'm from repeat, Texas. Repeat that. You totally glitched. Did out. I? I glitched. It said Dirty Mike's story was hands down my fave. Please do have him again. And I said, yeah, for sure. We uh, love Dirty. I'm telling you, man, breakout star of this podcast is going to be Dirty Mike. I'm He's incredible. Incredible. Um, I'm from Texas, so maybe that's why I thought he was an exceptional addition, but he really is hilarious. Um, he needs to get closer to the mic, though. I think it's because he was a little nervous his oh, first time. Oh, he was time. so nervous. Yeah, he'll get Yeah, he'll get less nervous. Theor he'll get used to it. Theoretically. Um, but right. yeah. Um, so she goes on to say, y'all make my eardrums bleed when one of you talks because I've turned it up so loud because our sound sucks. But yeah, know, we're, we're working on that. We're getting better. Hopefully yeah. this, this is actually better. I Yeah. Yeah, Shanna, let us know if this is any better. 
email us back. Let us know. Uh, but you really have great sound otherwise. Thanks for the ad on Twitter. Or I might not have found you. Much love, Shanna. Shanna, much love to you and all of yours. And please, God, tell all your friends. Yes, yes, that's what I told her. <laughs> I'm shame, shamelessly begging. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it's been cool so far, man. I mean, people that have listened have, have liked what they've heard, or at least the people that don't like it haven't said anything to us. Yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good thing. Did, yeah. Did I, te- <laughs> did I tell you I'm uh, uh, withdrawing off of one of my psych meds? I stopped taking my night medicines, I tell you that? No, you didn't. How's that going? It's going. I think, uh, of course, like I'm a huge WebMD guy, so <laughs> which is a mistake. But I mean, I was on it for two years. It was uh, <laughs> Rimeron, Mirtazapine for all you, uh, if anyone gives a shit. But uh, it's just like an atypical uh, antipsychotic, like mood uh, enhancer thing. Okay. And then it helps you sleep also. But it was making me fat, so I was like, I'm ready to get off of this. Cause you it, are pretty fat. Dude, I, I was up to like 202. And that's when I was like, this is... No, uh Yeah, dude. You didn't, look it. you didn't look it. I know, but I felt it. And I was like, enough is enough. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so I called my doctor, and he was like, yeah, you can just stop taking it. So I stopped taking it. And uh, it's good, but <laughs> like it, it has this crazy reaction on your... Uh, histamine receptors to where like you just become super susceptible to allergy stuff so i've been like super hot i went through the anxiety (laughs) fear feelings of depersonalization but i wonder yeah because now i have this crazy rash on my back which that might be what it's from it's kaylee uh i got her to scratch my back the other night and she was like what did you put your back on i was like what are you talking about and i looked in the mirror and it's like a perfect diamond of dots like it's like a grid okay so i looked so on the, i looked on the head it's aliens dude it's probably dude it's probably dude, the dude, dude 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 so i looked on the internet nobody knows what it is and half of the pages pointed me to paranormal sites where people are like i think i'm being abducted and experimented on like no, nobody <laughs> i'm dead serious nobody oh my god i i wish so badly the internet could see your face and how excited you are right well, now it's, uh... <laughs> well dude it's dude type in type in if you type in uh what did i google search uh grid rash on back and then click on the pictures and then like see what the people are saying and like nobody has a good answer for it, which is a is a bummer like weird yeah definitely new world order in the nephilim i'm sure of it <laughs> no i mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna rule anything out uh, it's weird though i don't i don't like like and then i made the mistake of just like scrolling down skin rashes oh god that is the grossest oh and it's just, That's so yeah bad. That's so, so you know it's funny dude uh, i was sitting around the other day and uh with some friends in my living room and we were talking about when i was a kid so there's this part of charleston called mount pleasant that, that i grew up in it's kind of like the ritzy whatever part of mount pleasant and all of my scene friends had stickers made that said fuck mount pleasant <laughs> right and and this guy that was hanging out with us thought that that was the funniest shit ever and <laughs> proceeded to go on his phone and Google search "fuck Mount Pleasant." What do you think? <laughs> what do you think he found? <laughs> he was like, "That was like the dumbest search ever." Yeah. He was like, "All I found is singles, singles mingle and 
all kinds oh. of crazy shit. It's funny. Do you remember whitehouse.com when you were uh, you remember that? Oh. This was like a huge thing when the internet came out and uh it was like during internet search class. I was we were like one of the first generations to like it was for a school project and you just type in whitehouse.com and it was a porn site. And so but like oh. none of the teachers knew and like this was like I mean I'm talking about like when the internet came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember there was like a tree, there was this website up about a tree octopus and it talked all about like how the tree octopus was real and all this, that, and the other. And teachers would always point to it as like, be, you know, you should discern what's on the internet. Not everything on the internet's real, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now a lot of people should people need was, that now. That's what I'm saying. Like Facebook says it, it's fucking true. You know oh, what I'm saying? Did you see, uh, the C-SPAN getting, uh uh overtaken by russian propaganda tv for 10 minutes today what no <laughs> yeah C-SPAN? yeah and that's crazy the other crazy thing was while i guess it was the senate or someone was giving a hearing on russian intelligence and as soon as they got to the part talking about russia the power got cut and then c-span uh their feed just switched to uh rt russian television for 10 minutes and they're like, we're looking into it. We we think it was probably like they monitor RT. That's one of the, the stations they monitor. So they think it was just yeah. like a uh, an input switch oh, mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't know. They haven't. That's not like for sure. So they're like, we'll let you know. <laughs> that's weird though. What's up with Russia? So What's up weird. with Russia lately, man? I don't know. Do we want to? I don't know if we want to get political on this piece. But it's weird, like, there's a I lot mean, of the, the, talk about Russia. The Trump getting peed on stuff is pretty funny, though. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. It's, yeah. like, the funniest. It is, it's and the, the, funny. the memes that have come out with that already are so just, somebody great. Somebody found the video of him doing the ALS ice bucket challenge, and they color, they color swapped <laughs> the, the water to yellow. So he's just getting dumped two huge buckets of what looks like pee. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, dude. Like, people are it so, really like, like who makes all those things? You people are quick and you are clever. Like they're skilled. They have some mad gift skills too. Right, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, now, now we can just get into the gif gif debate. Yeah, I've always said gif my whole life, forever and ever, and I'm never gonna change it. But I did hear the guy who like invented that file format came out and said it's supposed to be GIF. Absol- like absolutely. Like giraffe. Yeah, fuck a giraffe, though. Dude, what I'm giraffes are awesome. Did you make that noise? That's that's my dog. Oh, my God, <laughs> you like that? dude. I'm just crying. <laughs> I really thought, because well, you, 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 you made a face like you were, like, pleased with yourself. And I thought you just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I thought just happened. Um, So who do we, uh, who are we talking to tonight? Uh... My buddy Joe's coming over. He's going to pop on in just a second. And uh, he used to be a pastor. And so the cool part is he used to be a pastor, like went through, through all the motions, planning a church and doing all of that stuff. And now he um, is a sober member of the fellowship that we uh, you know, are involved with. So interesting to see kind of how all of that played out um, and how he got sober and like when he started drinking and all that stuff. So cool. it'll be interesting. To- yeah. Well. Let's talk. Oops. Let's talk to him. Whoop whoop. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, thanks, Joe. Welcome to the podcast, the no, podcast it's, land. It's great to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. We're stoked that you could come on. And um, I've been telling Jed since, well, for a little while at least, that I've wanted to get you on here just because I think that your story um, is so fascinating, specifically because we are like Christian drug addicts and alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we got to stick together, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, just kind of your journey through mm-hmm. what you went through, I think would be um, cool to, to talk about. So yeah. I think, uh, I think there's that, a lot to talk about. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I think the, for, the best place to start is kind of like, what did, um, what did your uh, spirituality look like as you were coming up as a kid? Have you always been spiritual or religious or what did that look like? Yeah, I think it's interesting because my parents started going to church um, <laughs> when they had me. They probably saw the writing on the wall, right? Like, <laughs> we need to get our ass in church so uh, that this kid doesn't end up too fucked up, right, during his life. Um, so probably, I think our spiritual journey kind of grew together. Right. So as I was growing, they were still really young in their spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, so no, I grew up going to church. I mean, it was the old school, right? Church of Christ um, okay. up north, so mm-hmm. um, just very, um, I would say, st- strict to some degree, right? It was it was very predictable on what you thought you were going to get and what you knew you were going to get every Sunday. Okay. So we did all the hymns. We did all the, um, you know, the kids can't wear hats in school. I mean, you have to wear your suit, and they have to wear a suit on suit. Sunday. Yeah, so it wasn't like jeans, and the first time I could wear jeans was a, it was a miracle. It was amazing, right? <laughs> No going back, right? No going back. But it was only jeans on Sunday night. You could not allow to wear jeans uh, on Sunday morning, right? Because that's disrespectful to God, right? I so, see. Um, God's not cool with Levi's, man. He's definitely not. <laughs> not those Levi's. Not those acid washed. I mean, right. Um, I mean, I grew up going to church camp, doing all those things. I love church camp. Um, sure. I had a good time. Built a lot of relationships that way. Wait, yeah. Uh, and I missed it. I'm sorry. What what denomination was it? Um, church of Christ, Christian Church. Okay. So down here is Christian Church. I mean, Church of Christ, they kind of, there was a split there. Some are the same. Um, but then you had like Church of Christ, and that was non-instrumental. And so they kind of split even from us. So there were some uh, churches okay. that were non-instrumental that came out of the Restoration Movement. So it started out as Restoration Movement, um, Christian Church, and Church of Christ. And then there was some difference of opinion there. Um, so things just either went um, still conservative or very fundamentalist, right? Or very, uh, uh-huh very strict so um, right the other end of it so i don't know i had i had a i felt like i was um like my junior i would say was that first time i felt like i probably ever encountered god right we went to this um church camp they used to hold every year in kentucky called summer in the sun okay and um it was just a and they have them all over the united states as far as you know things like that so it wasn't mm-hmm. anything different but it was probably the first time i felt like i ever like felt god or like a presence of um something bigger than myself so sure um and then, you know, that was probably kind of, um, that was my junior year. So I did that my junior and senior. I was really close. And then um, I just kind of hit college. And then it just. Where did you go to college? I went to college in Ohio, a small school. I got to play one year of uh, <laughs> Division three college football. Oh, uh, snap. Where, yeah. where, are you fr- where are you from? I'm from Steubenville, Ohio, originally. Oh, okay. So nice right outside of pittsburgh right so oh, about okay. 30 minutes 35 minutes west of pittsburgh right on um route on the seven. border right there yeah. yeah right against west virginia west virginia right on the panhandle west virginia west virginia wheeling all that um i'm right by that so so i got to you know go to college there for a year and um 
to play football. So that was a, uh, you know, that's what I always wanted to do. So they had a freshman yeah. team. So I played on the freshman team. I wasn't on varsity or anything. Oh, okay, cool. And so they had a freshman team for the college, but. Sure. So that's where your faith kind of well, it changed, right? So you were yeah, pretty... I just stopped going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. for me. It was um, oh, I I don't have any because played college. I played football in high school. Played. I wrestled. Ran track. It was all we had curfew, right? So we yeah. had to be in nine every night. So it was the first time really in my life that I didn't have. Oh yeah, uh, man. No, I'm nobody pressing on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was free. I mean, I can come in at two o'clock and no one gives a shit. Like, that yeah. Was, that so, boo, so booze, dope women, all that or not? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I started out with alcohol because that was obviously the easiest. But um, yeah, I mean, this was 1994, right? So um, definitely marijuana. And then when I found, for me, when I found like LSD, that was yeah. Wait, that was mm-hmm. when I, I loved so that. So. What did it? What did all that do? Was there any guilt? Was there just like, like what was the thought process of uh, trying all that stuff? Especially LSD. What was your first trip like with a head full of fundamentalist Christianity? <laughs> like, because I know what mine were like. Yeah, it yeah. was it was amazing because it never that never entered into my mind. I was able, um, and this might be the ADD that I have. I can very good at compartmentalizing that. Yeah. So. I can I can put my Christianity in a box, right? <clears throat> my relationship with my wife in a box, and my kids, and I can do those things. Mm-hmm. I can very I separate, and I completely separate it. So huh. I, if I felt guilt, the guilt came from that maybe God would be disappointed, or that I wasn't living up to my parents' expectation. It right. was guilt about doing the drugs. I was okay with the alcohol yeah. and the drugs. I was fine with that because I wanted to be that. But it was nothing that I ever wanted to tell my parents because. Just the shame I would feel from that. Oh yeah, of course. But no, my, my first trip was amazing. <laughs> I, um, what did you do? Um, we were just in college. I forget the name of it actually, because um, I did too much to remember. Right. <laughs> so um, that was 23 years ago. But um, just we just went to a party, right, and just hung out. And I know everyone's like, if no one's not tripping, you can't hang around them. Like fuck that. Like Sometimes I just you can, yeah. <laughs> I'm that guy wanted to push the envelope. Like I want, I was like, I want to see how good I can get at this, where I can just hang around anybody and them not know, right? Like yeah. that's the kind of brain that I had. Right? I like the yeah. challenge, so I would go to the parties. I would go, I would go around family tripping, right? Oh, I was like, I, I visited my, I visited noise, my grandma. Tripping, no right? way. So I, that was that was creepy. I right? did. <laughs> I think Jay, I, I stepped over the line there, right? Yeah. Was, Jay, I, I did. I don't know if you were with me, but it was at like 3.30 in the morning and I was tripping on mushrooms and I had this epiphany that I was like, I need to call my dad. Like, he'll understand remember, right now. Yeah, and like, everyone, no. everyone was like, no, do not do that. And I was like, no, I really, I really yeah. think he'll understand. Thank God. Yeah, I was feeling mild. It was just, I just remember just, enjoying it right there was no anxiety it was just i felt peaceful and even though i know you got the you know the peak I mean, the peak only lasted for about a couple of hours but um it was just it was a really peaceful thing i was able just to we went to this party but then we we're just out in the grass and i was just able to look up in the sky and just that all my trips didn't go like that but this <laughs> yeah. one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one was just the honeymoon was, phase for sure yeah it felt amazing i was like there's a whole world that i want to explore for sure yeah for sure so, so I tripped a bunch in college and stuff, and then, um, I mean, how, what did college, what did life look like after uh, Well, that? I failed out of that college. That's a surprise. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My man. My <laughs> man. 
point, right? My parents would call me house class going. Well, the last time I was there, it was really good, but I've been there for. So I fell out of there, and then I went down to um, down to North Carolina, up in the mountains, to Lee's McCray. So it's up in Banner Elk, um, a little bit further north of Boone. Sure. Yeah. So the same lifestyle, like nothing changed, right? Except the marijuana, the weed was so much better, right? In the mountains. <laughs> right? I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of money, right? And they just had obviously the best weed. So it was um, that I hit the jackpot there. Yeah. Uh, but interesting happened at that college. I remember um, I just kept getting more and more bold. So somebody gave me some acid, right? And it didn't work. So I said, you know, give me some more. And it still didn't work. So he gave me the sheet, right? It was off a sheet. So I just took the sheet. Oh, didn't do it. So yeah. it, was, it didn't do anything, so it was just kind of a bunk um, sheet or you know, um, kind of a bag. Yeah. But like two weeks later, somebody gave me some mushrooms, and so I took the mushrooms. As soon as I took it, I knew something was wrong. Instantly, I was like, "This something's wrong." He's like, "No, I guess because you're fucked up. That's what's wrong." I was like, "No, uh, something is wrong, right." And I I knew like mentally something changed, and um, so from that point on, that was 1996, 94, 95, 95, 96. Yeah, so it was. The fall of 95, until I went to school in 97 in the fall, I was stuck in a trip. Right? Oh, so, no way, dude. I ended up getting diagnosed with... Um, Schizoaffective or something? Gen persisting perception disorder. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit, man. And shifted, right? So I had to take a drug. They called it Tetratol. Um, Tetratol. There was different names for it, um, but it was Tetratol. So they kind of like revert your mind back to a normal state oh my god um, but it was i mean i had no depth perception um everywhere i went like the ground was just nothing was normal right very how did you explain that to people you can't because every yeah. time like, sitting in this room and like halogen or uh, fluorescent lights were horrible um but if i'm sitting in the cafeteria like everything would black out but i could hear like all these many conversations right so everything was like, really intensified and it was what, just was there any leftover euphoria or was uh, it? Oh, no, there's no euphoria. It was, <laughs> so it's just the worst parts of... A, it, oh. it was... It was um, I hated waking up every day. It was... I'm stuck in my dorm room. I didn't come out for... There was probably for a month I didn't come out. Like, I would go to the... Cafe, not the cafeteria. I'd go to the um, bookstore, right? And they um, they sold the Cheetos in a can, right? And I'd get a Mountain Dew. Like, that was my thing. I'd left for the room every day. Oh, um, man. So that was just... I was just severely depressed, suicidal. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you? Th I imagine so, suicide would have been high up on the list. Yeah, I drank, started obviously drinking a lot then um, in college. And I would smoke weed every once in a while, but it would send me into the trip more. So that's when I yeah. was like, I'll know I'm normal, right? I was like, I know when things are getting better, I'm normal. If I can smoke a joint and everything's fine. But it just, yeah. it never, um, nothing ever changed. And it was just, it was... It was shitty for two years. Yeah. It was really shitty. But I remember one time my buddy asked me, he was, we were going home and I used to party with him. He's like, Hey man, you got to come to my house. I was like, that's fine. He's like, shit, my parents go to church. I'm like, I grew up in the church. It's not a big deal. Um, so I went to church. It was up in, um, it was in Tennessee. Uh, some, some out there town, Tennessee. I can't remember the name of it. Um, just small one room church, right? Just a one room church, um, staying glass, gorgeous church, but just one building, one room. And um, that was my first day. I don't know what the preacher said or what we talked about, but that was the first time in over a year that I had any relief. Right? Oh, man. So I was like, oh, yeah. So I was like, and after that, after I left, it came right back. But there was yeah. this moment in time for about two hours at church that I had freedom. I was like, Ooh. I was like, all right. 
something's probably it took me another couple of years to come back but i was like are, I knew there was something that was there yeah 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 where are you at with uh with like the spirit world like like would you say would you attribute any of would you attribute what went on in your head as a strictly biochemical physical thing or do you think there was some like some other stuff going on i think that's a great question um well my only memory is the last two years of it that was i mean that was my most recent memory so that was really shitty that was just um, i never want that again um there's been times even now i'm like man it'd be amazing right to trip again but because i love that spiritual piece of it because no i felt connected to i just felt connected <laughs> yeah Period, right? oh yeah like i lived where i just never felt connected i mean i had a lot of friends um, like I said, I play sports. So I, I mean, I knew a lot of people, but I never felt like I was always on the outside of the circle, right? I know a lot of alcoholics feel that. They said they feel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me uh, too. Always felt disconnected, and that made me feel connected to something. So oh, um, man, I missed me too. That about drugs. I missed that about drugs, right? The connection that I would mm-hmm. feel. Um, but no, I think I have such a bad memory of the last two years of it that I, <laughs> that yeah. I just don't part of it but it definitely i mean it opened my mind to things if, and that's oh yeah right? definitely some spiritual moments that i'll never forget for yeah. sure so you say you, you found relief in that moment yes in church in this backwoods mm-hmm. country bumpkin town in tennessee mm-hmm. what um you say you didn't go back for a couple years what brought yeah. you back how did that what happened there um well it was the only college i could get into <laughs> really <laughs> So for some reason, to... I felt like I still needed to go to college, right? So I failed out of Muskingum in Ohio. Um, what, what, out. Were you, what were you going for? Um, I started out in elementary education. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy you want teaching your kids. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. just like Kenny from Half Baked, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Lisa McCray, I didn't have a major Lisa McCray. Um, I didn't declare it. Um, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what classes I took. I literally stopped going. Um, I went a couple weeks in the second semester, but I just stopped going. Right. Because uh, I was so, um, the trip, I mean, the that chemical, right? I was stuck in that trip. I just couldn't make it. Oh, yeah. Lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. But it was just too, just too much. Um, and then, um, you know, I ended up going to KCC, which is now it's Kentucky Christian University. It's in Grayson, Kentucky, right across the border from Ashland, Kentucky, um, right near Marshall University. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I started. I wanted to get like, um, I wanted to go for psychology, but I wasn't smart enough. I didn't have the ACT scores. So I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'll try. So I ended up getting into preaching, and um, that's how I got in. So preaching and Bible was my major. So, but I'm the guy that in high school. Um, if I had to give up and give like an oral report, I would just take the F, right? I'm not getting up and speaking in front of you. That's so funny so, that yeah, you became so a preacher. That was the guy. And so for me to get up there and speak was, but at some point it just became natural and it became easy and it became. Well, uh, so you're sober at this point. Yes, right now I am seven, I don't know, what, 17 months and coming up on 18 months, a year and a half. So. No, so at this point in your story. No, when yeah, at that point in the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was still smoking cigarettes because that was the only thing that kept me sane, right? Uh, because I was still, I was okay, still having, okay. I was still stuck in that trip. Yeah. Um, just very, uh, which is still like for this school, it was a no-no, right? Like you got demerits <laughs> if you had earrings in, right? You couldn't have earrings in. Uh, I got a demerit for having a, 
the replacement, just a plastic piece to keep my really? the holes in my ears open. Yeah. Um, if your bed wasn't made, you got demerits like that. It was kind of that. It was that strict. That's right? crazy. Um, you had to go to chapel twice a week. If you didn't go, right, you got mm-hmm. in trouble. So, um, for me, smoking cigarettes, I had to sneak out onto the balcony, right, at night and smoke. And uh, my friends knew because they understood what was happening. But everybody else, um, I had somebody approach me about it before too, so, um, and um, question me and get frustrated because I was smoking. So. Okay, so so you, you're majoring in Bible, becoming yeah. a preacher. Um, did you become a preacher? I did eventually. Um, I couldn't get a job out of college as far as preaching, right? Because even these small towns, like it's it's a really interesting world. Um, I would I'd apply to a church of like, fifty people, sixty people, right? And they wanted people with somebody with a master's, right? Or mm. I don't have enough experience, right? Or they want like their expectations always these were like. Um, Season yes. preachers, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. have 50 people in your church, right? So, um, I don't think you should be that picky, but um, <laughs> I'm not saying they're not a good 50, right? <laughs> <laughs> people in we're, the we're, hold, we're holding out for Osteen, uh, you can just move along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, that guy's not coming down, right? Come to your church, but but I just couldn't, and I was really frustrated. I'm talking about I threw out 100 resumes, and the only the only call I got back was for a youth ministry, right? At a church in Indiana. Um, I was like, shit, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do youth ministry, right? That's not what I signed up for, right? And I just went in just bitter, right? I think it was the bitter because I was like, what I'm telling myself is I'm not good enough, right? Mm. I, I can, yeah. I know I can preach, but now you're telling me I'm not good enough for that. So I, I was bitter in those. I had two youth ministries. And I was bitter in those youth ministries. Because of that, right? I just, like high school, middle school, elementary. Um, when you're a youth minister in a church that size, all the above. Yeah, so I would go from birth to college if there were any college kids there, and then even like young adults, right? So I had that's a big breath, yeah. It was a big breath, right? And you had to create curriculum and do all that stuff for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that right that I'm past that phase. Well, so so where so where were you spiritually during that? Were you just phoning it in, or did you have a connection with God, or like? I don't think no, I don't. Th- I don't think I ever had the connection, right? So, oh, that's uh, cr- man, that's yeah. Keep going with that. That's right? cr- and I got another question Here's, on that. We got married. I got married in um, December of two thousand one. Okay. December 20- I should give the date in case my wife listens, right? Yes, yes, you should get <laughs> Obviously, that. December vaguely should give a month, right? So December 29, <laughs> 2001, we got married. But I was started a youth ministry in August of 2001, right? So I was there for five or six months before her, Okay. right? And I was, we were about 30 minutes above Indianapolis. So every weekend, I'm down in Indy, hitting the bars, drinking, right? Um, <laughs> so there was one time I remember I'd, I got so drunk. Um, at a strip club, right? So, <laughs> the youth pastor. This is every- <laughs> right? my wife knows all this stuff, so it, it's it's come out. Um, so I was so drunk, like I just had to, um, I had to sleep just in my car outside the strip club, right? So I woke up at probably three in the morning and just puked everywhere outside the car, and then drove home, right? <laughs> you're so talking, great. you're talking Saturday night, right? So I get back oh. up Sunday morning. <laughs> And I'm leading. I'm leading the next generation of to my job. So, uh, but it was me. Like I was in a season where um, no, I think my relationship with God at that point was always a facade. But I felt like oh, that's nuts. 
I felt like that's the only thing I could do, right? Because I knew I was good at it. I grew up in the church and I knew how to work it. I knew how to manipulate it. I knew mm-hmm. I could build relationships with people. I could buy it. Um, but I'm in, I mean, this is, you know, early 2000s. I'm in like the, all those y'all. Remember when y'all who used to have all those chat rooms? Yeah, yeah man. Yes. Yeah. So I'm chatting with women, right? So I'm already in my marriage, stepping outside my marriage. Right? Mm. You're talking in, before I even got married. Right? And I'm, yeah. this is, that just continued, right, for the, um, on and off throughout my marriage. And, um, but that's, that's how I started it off. But no, I think that, you know. I think it was always a facade. And my my uh, piggyback question was how many did you how many other people like you do you think there are or did you encounter that are just <laughs> just there for the paycheck? Well, I'll say this, um, and I'm not gonna say which church it was at because <laughs> someone listen, right? but one of my um, bosses at a church that I was involved in said, hey, um, let's go grab some lunch, right? Let's go over to the um, to the strip club and just kind of blow up some steam and shoot some pool. <laughs> so that can answer your question. Yeah, that answers my question. <laughs> but I was I was married at that point. I was like, hell no. Right? I'm going to get busted for that. I'm like, <laughs> that's a trap. <laughs> and that's not doing a good job of covering your tracks, right? <laughs> right? So um, oh, that's man. the thing. Like, I, was, I was pretty good at covering my tracks, which is not good, right? No. I mean, no, no, no. At that point, it was yeah, in our line of work, so you gotta you, develop that skill. But I would say, I would say, um, look at. I think if you see it on the back end, it's the burnout that happens in ministry. And look, look at all the guys that have. They can call them emotional affairs or whatever you want to call it, right? It's an affair, right? You step outside your marriage. Don't care if it's emotional. You're moving into a space you shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that happens a lot, right? Because there's this something happens in you in ministry times where this hole just overtakes you. And you need something to fill it. And people just start throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, right? If it's alcohol, if it's drugs, if it's um, work, right? Some guys will just be a workaholic. Some guys will throw women at it and it's um, or everything, right? And mm-hmm. it's just trying to find something to fill that gap of um, – because it's such a drain in your <laughs> – I don't envy anybody in the ministry at all, right? It's my spirituality now. Um, it, it just I can't survive in that type of world. So. Yeah. Hmm. So, so you ended up moving on from youth ministry, though. And, yeah, and got, I like... moved on youth ministry. I moved out of ministry. So that first youth ministry, um, I just – at one point, I I gave my 60 days, right? I was about a year and a half in. I'm like, I can't handle the disrespect. I feel like you guys are real – because you board meetings, right? I hated board meetings. I don't I don't miss those at all, right? So I was just like, I'm tired of you guys talking to me like I'm a damn child. So here's my 60 days. But the thing about that is, right, I never said anything to my wife, right? Oh. So I come home like, hey, Michelle, I gave my 60 days, right? Thinking like she's going to be on board, like, yeah, I'm like, okay. But no, she wasn't on board because here's what happens in ministry. <laughs> you don't just give your 60 days and you hang out in the small town. Like, yeah. You, you move on, right? Yeah, like right. you got to go. This is like, hey, we have 60 days to relook your life and, and find go. a job. Yeah. Right? 60 days. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a great decision. Right. She was not. She was not happy. Right. Um, there was no. Uh, there was no loving going on for a while. Right. After that so, uh, and then I moved on to another youth ministry. Uh, but I knew when I was taking that one. That took that one out of. I need a job to provide for my family. Yeah, yeah. This is what it ended up being for me. It was just like, how can I provide for my family? Because there were red flags all, all throughout that interview. Like this sure. is not a good situation. But we need money. Yeah. And, we need money. So, yep, 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 yep. so I took that. Um, but after that job, I got out of ministry. 
um, and went into retail and was really successful. I love retail. Yeah. There's an aspect about it I really love because um, I can use that. Um, I like hanging out with people. I like talking to people. So sure. um, that just and being able to sell things <laughs> yeah. it was, just came natural to me. So it was, a, it was a good combination for me. And it was a good break just to get some healing in ministry and some, um, some emotional stability. So that was um, – for sure i felt good for sure for sure so So what um what catalyzed or or brought you into sobriety Mm. um i would say um let me take it back a little because that's i could answer that question now but there's a gap that happens so i'm in i'm in retail and my one of my good friends from college calls hey man why don't you come plant the church with me i'm like Uh, I don't know. Let me think about it. Right. So I call him like, all right, let's do it. Um, so we go to a, for our denomination, they have a church planning assessment, right? So you have to be assessed to see if, um, that you have what it takes and they're going to back you up, right? Sure. If they back you up, then you, you get financial support from them and then they'll connect you with a church planting network and then who, which has money, right? You okay. still have to raise funds, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You have funds coming they got to make so, sure you're not, you know, tripping on acid or anything. There's a strict, uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's, uh, so I went to that and they said, Hey, your guys' personalities are too similar. I don't think it'd be a good combination if you guys planted together. Interesting. Um, but they said, Hey, we want you to plant Joe, but, um, but what you need, you just need like emotionally, you're a train wreck, right? Um, <laughs> they told you that. Yeah, they, to- they told me that they're like, you don't, they're like, you don't understand anything about your wife's emotions, right? And which was news to me. I was like, no one's ever told me this. But, I just told me. but um, but they're completely right. Because as we're saying this, right? Like Michelle's crying, and here's my thought. He's saying that, right? My thought is, stop crying because you're ruining our opportunity. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, yeah. There was enough grace for those two connect two thoughts to make a connection. I'm like, okay, maybe there yeah. is. Something. <laughs> so um so what we did there like just go find a church do um right kind of do like an internship there and um do some just get some training but go to counseling so i went to counseling for about a year and a half and um i was you know i went from not understanding emotions at all to being really really tapped in um and then i went and planted my own church and that yeah. journey give me a, where give me a christianity update though so where were you on your beliefs at this point we still not believing. <sighs> that is crazy. That's awesome. I mean, you know what I mean. That's not I awesome, but it. I just knew that I could do this, and there was something in me that always wanted to plant the church. But no, wow. like, a, like a, I'm going to go conquer this. Not yes. not like I'm going to go do the work of Jesus Christ. Like exactly. I'm going to go. One thing I always hated, I, which is weird, right? Because you wouldn't think a church planner hated this, but I hated evangelism, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Right. Like having to go door to door. Right. And do that shit. Or even like when we went to Haiti, I went, spent like three weeks in Haiti one time, like three weeks in a row. And they're like, okay, we're going to have to go to door to door and talk about Jesus. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. I just want to build them a hospital and just love on them. Like, can't we just do that? Why do we have to bang people? Like, I just, I hated evangelism. Right? I didn't want to be the guy talking. Yeah, to okay. Well, actually, I can, yeah, I, I see that. I when you put not. it that way, I see that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Preaching, I liked preaching. Um, to answer your question shortly, no. Okay. There was still this, what I was saying on Sunday morning, I meant, right? And I meant for my people and the people that came. But there was this 
disconnection right between mm. me and God there right so um, and I don't have to go into the long story of the church plan but um, it just put an emotional drain on me um, where I just started drinking there um, and the church started failing like for a long time we didn't have money so that was on me right that was an emotional weight that I carried mm, yeah. all these people supported me there was a guy that sent me a check for fifty thousand dollars right oh. just out of the blue. So like all these people that I had, that was counting on me, that were supporting me, that I didn't want to fail. Um, that just, um, and I hired a staff member and then he ended up like taking a job at a bigger church. Right. And just kind of, I felt stranded. I felt, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just stranded, oh, but just kind of abandoned. Thank you. I felt abandoned deeply. And then just emotionally, I just tanked. Right. My marriage is horrible. Um, I'm stepping outside of my marriage, um, not physically at that point, but um, emotionally, right? So I had to take a part-time job at a local, um, like a retail store, and I'm building relationships with people there, with women there, and it was just, that was feeling, that was, I was trying to fill my hole. There'd be times where I'd be on Facebook on my phone chatting with 10, 15 women at a time, right? Because I was like, I just need, give me something. Tell me I'm worth it. Tell me I'm good enough. Tell me something, right? I was trying to fill that with alcohol and with women. And yeah. Is it raining over there? about the women it was just like right if you're not going to answer my text i'll just go to the next person right so um just on and on and on it was just i have this hole and i need it filled and it wasn't it was just what i was going to do so <clears throat> so, uh, so the church failed yeah we had to dissolve yeah so the people that we had coming to the church um i loved them um it was I, now i can say it was a good experience now i wouldn't change it but that was the hardest thing emotionally that I've ever been through in my entire life. I'll take the two years stuck inside a trip again before I would take that. Really? Dang. Anyway. That's it. Right? I'll take the depression right, and all that that comes along with that, the uncertainty of that trip, more than the emotional drain and the damage it did to me and my family um, over the wow. next. It started failing in. We planted in 2010. Um, and if we dissolved in 2014, so, um, the last yeah. the last two years were just brutal. Were brutal. So, yeah. So yeah, I just started drinking more and more. So um, people made fun of me because I drank. I'm a huge Guinness Extra Stout fan, right? Hmm. Um, love love my Guinness Extra Stout, but also I drank boxed wine. <laughs> 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 right? That's so, funny. Because there's no shame in boxed wine. Because I didn't know how much I was drinking, right? So um, did, did you know they say much. like a million something pints of Guinness are wasted each year because of mustaches. Apparently that's a true fact. Really? Like the foam, if you add it all up, it, it equals like over a million pints. That's um, funny. That's awesome. That's yeah. Funny. That's a shame. <laughs> exactly. So, no. so what now? So when like, I'm in like, how does this come full circle? Um, well, I got out of ministry completely, right? So I go from making, you know, not great money because I was still a church planter, um, but I was able to support my family, right? We're living in a small town in Illinois, right outside St. Louis. Um, the rent is cheap. We had a three-bedroom house for 800 right? So mm -hmm. um, everything, had, everything tax-free. Yeah, everything's tax-free, right? So the government pretty much paid me to live. Um, hopefully, I don't get audited now at that point. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'll edit that out. Yeah, thanks. Too. Yeah. Um, so then we just we moved to Charleston, and you know I thought I was gonna get like a full 
full-time position. Not a full-time position. I thought I was going to get a manager position with the retail store I was working for, uh-huh. um, but they ended up giving they ended up giving that to somebody else. Um, so I was working in Savannah when I got here, waiting for that other store to open up. Mm. And um, so at that point, I was living in Savannah. My wife and kids were in Charleston, and um, that's when I had my kind of kind of stepped across the what they call the flesh line. My you know my counselor called it the flesh line, and had a physical affair. Um, with a woman, so I stepped out of my marriage there, um, and then I moved home. Right, so I'm, we met with our counselor. I divulged everything. I told her everything, and not just anything. At that point, um, I did a full disclosure. So from anything that happened from the moment that we got married to that moment, I divulged everything. And the counselor said that was a good idea. Yeah, it was, yeah. The counselor. Said, I mean, he's he specializes in this. And, sure. You know, and I know people in AA probably have a different opinion. I'm not that, saying I know but, anything. I'm just. Oh yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. It is interesting, but yeah, that's it's like, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna move forward, right, and actually begin to build intimacy, hmm. just right, get, get just, it all out there. He said, like, get it all out. And he's like, and one idea, he's like, listen, this is the most intimate you guys have ever been in your entire life. He's like, does it hurt? There's a lot of pain here. There's a lot of frustration. Um, but this is the one counselor that uh, I went to the front of the emotional piece. I came back to him, but he's a guy that studied under Patrick Carnes, and Patrick Carnes hmm. is the guy that um, Tiger Woods went to. Yep, right <clears> um, <throat> after wow. he had all his affairs. Like this guy is, he's the best counselor in Charlotte. Like he was just, he's really well known in his field. Sure. Does right. an amazing job. So I really trust him. Um, but everything, we divulged everything. And, and um, so I moved back home. I had already packed my stuff in because I was like, she didn't know why we were going there. Right. I mean, she, I know she had an idea that it wasn't good, but she didn't know what was about to happen. Um, but I packed everything in my car and said, maybe I, I'll just live at home. Right. And, but I had to drive for four months. I had to live in Mount Pleasant. And drive to Savannah every single day right? on fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, um, so, at five in the morning, I'd get home at one in the morning. So I was getting like four hours of sleep, right? And I'd turn around and do it. I did that for four months. Um, and so there was a couple situations, right, where it just happened, um, where I just stepped across that line a couple more times emotionally. And Michelle was like, "Listen, if it happened, we signed a I signed a contract. If it happens one more time." Right, I'm divorcing you. I'm taking like, you know, this okay, is over. It's it's everything's yeah, done. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, <clears throat> I think in the last time it happened, I just I was talking to my sister. I just started crying. I was like, I think I'm an alcoholic. Oh right? wow! Just, never spoken those words, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just I was like, I think I'm an alcoholic, right? And I look back on my life. Um, I was probably an alcoholic <laughs> from the time I was seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just. I just lived that way. I, maybe I was doing drugs at that point, but I was an alcoholic, right? Like yeah. the way I made the, the way I handled my life, the way I, everything was just, I was just a classic alcoholic. And, um, you know, I walked into those rooms just still angry and um, just bitter still and still angry at the church and angry at God. And, um, I think I came to AA just expecting more of a, like a step program. Yeah. And not realizing, not realizing it was a spiritual program. Yeah, that kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so, you got snuck like, in the side I, door. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I think I always had that memory of that moment in that church in Tennessee. That, um, and I don't know if it's God, right? And I don't know if it's Jesus Christ. Um, I believe that Jesus lived, right? I believe that a man that Jesus died on the cross. But I don't. I haven't processed if like he's the only way to like true salvation. I don't know. Still, um, still, still kind of working there. that out. Yeah, I'm still, I'm not there. Um, sure. 
but I knew that there was something that there's no, it's not a coincidence that I didn't have relief for a year and a half, went to church, had relief, and then didn't have relief again for another year. Like those yeah. things, there's no, no explanation other than there's something bigger than me and something that that's more powerful than me. And, um, I don't know if they have a plan for me or not. I don't know about all that, but I know that there's something that um, that is bigger than I am. So, um, sure, I'm kind of there. Yeah. So, and you've been sober for what, a year and a half. Yeah, I'm coming up on 18 months in you know a couple of days. So. Oh, congrats, man! Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's, right. Um, and there's, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of that story that I kind of left out. Um, oh but, yeah, dude. Yeah. As far as the church play, I mean, I could talk about that church play for hours, right? But um, I think where I am now is really good. I'm in a really um, peaceful place. My wife, for some unknown reason, decided to stay with me. Um, well, I know the reason, but uh, What's... it's called codependent. So what's her faith? Or does she, does she believe in God or anything? Yeah, she, um, and she's growing there. Like She grew up in a very... Um, very closed off family mm -hmm. very um, she grew up in the friends church right um yeah i'm not sure i don't know it's kind of quaker okay quaker-ish okay so, down that line but um so she grew up as like if people like people that drink is are bad right yeah so yeah yeah people that smokes it like she didn't not that hey drinking might not be the best decision for you but just if you drink you are bad right yeah right and, our family's good. Don't, don't, right. Don't trust. Don't go outside. Mm. Just stay very <clears throat> close knit. So she grew up in that kind of, um, which is weird that we got married. Right. So I, grew, <laughs> right? I, I lived a completely opposite life of, yeah, you know, I'm the person, I'm the bad guy. Right. In her eyes. Right. So, um, but no, I think she definitely believes in Jesus. She believes that he is right. Um, the path to God and salvation and, uh, well, and she goes. She goes to church. Yeah. yeah, she goes to church. But um, I think she's even grown in that where she doesn't feel like. Um, I think for so many years we felt like if we didn't go to church that we were like something was wrong, like we were just going to be yeah, or something like, bad was going to happen or something. Just to hell. Right? Yeah. So, um, and I don't like. I found my church, and it's at Heritage, right? That's our and that's it, our home group. Right. It oh, meets nice. every right. It meets every day at six o'clock. Like that's all the church that i need yeah um that's all the spirituality that i need and um like that's where i found like true acceptance right that i could be anybody and nobody gave a shit what i've done um that mm -hmm. i didn't feel any shame that's probably the first time in my life that i've been a part of something where i didn't feel shame and i think that's huge, that was man. that was relieving yeah, yeah for that's, sure that's real huge dude that was a that was quite a tale uh, and uh thanks yeah, for coming on man. Oh, man i appreciate you guys so glad i didn't talk too much no 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 no, 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 no. that was perfect I, man. Yeah. I know i appreciate the opportunity it's you don't think about it sometimes I, I don't think about all that stuff all the time but um it's been a good life you know it's been crazy I have a lot of experiences but uh i wouldn't trade where i am right now for anything in all the experiences i went through like i would do the church planning and i would do all that again oh, just yeah. to kind of end, end up where i am sure so. And, I, and we'll we'll end on this now too. I, I I was at the first meeting that you came to. Mm, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I can yeah. I I can see that. So like, if joy is a spark or if hope is a spark, mm -hmm. I can I've seen that grow mm. and and emulate from the inside of you outward. Mm. <clears throat> and just one of those miracles of the program that we get to see people like really truly come to life. Yeah. And you know I've seen you play with your kids. Like I've mm. seen all of that stuff and. 
and I can say you're a different man today than you were the day you came yeah, in. Yeah, I was very closed off when I first came in, right? I didn't just give me the steps and let me move on. I don't need yeah. help. Yeah. And, but now it's um, – and I love the guys there. You know, it's, for sure. I wouldn't show you this. So. For sure, for sure. It's a sure. good space. I'm in a good space. Good. Sweet, man. Well, yeah, maybe I'll get to yeah. see you awesome. when I uh, come in town. Yeah, man. I don't know whether or not I'll be at the – I might be at the retreat. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. It's going to come heritage on thursday night oh sweet yeah that thursday night so if okay. you're there cool uh, well, i, don't know I, I teach class i teach it on thursday night okay we'll figure so, something out yeah, we'll, 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 out. we'll loop up we'll, we'll get together somehow cool well, i appreciate cool, it man. thanks jed appreciate it man all right bud thank appreciate your time jed yeah man uh, all right another good interview in the books yay yay <clears throat> that's pretty cool man like i like i said i wonder how many people are working at churches that just don't even believe what they're saying well and i think too is that so joe just happened into that career right <laughs> he wanted to go into psychology but his his grades weren't good enough so he's like i'll be a preacher i guess yeah i mean, you know I, mean? So, I guess it is a sweet deal like tax benefits decent yeah. pay they usually get you a place to live i think unless you're like real good though like there's no like big money in it you know uh, dude, a pastor I know makes a hundred K, dude. Is he good? Oh yeah. He's awesome. See? Yeah. He's you, good. You, you know him too. He like, and he, it's deserving of it. I'm not going to say it on here. I'll tell you later, but, uh, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he absolutely deserves it. He's real good. But That's no, awesome. there, there is money in it for sure. Is it, is it a big church? No interesting no but see, that's crazy you got, you got like does it have like, the backing of a denomination yes yes like, uh, like, what he, uh, like what he was talking about was he needed um funding from whatever uh church of christ or whatever it was right 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 yeah yeah it's wild dude i i um i'm sure too that like there's a lot of preachers out there and that francis chan uh message that you sent me he talked about this kind of in a, a weird way but that i bet there's a ton of preachers out there that don't even know that they're not saved or they don't have a real relationship with jesus you know they're just going through the motions um uh, do you, you think so you think like the level of delusion is that high i ha i have to think if you're doing that if like your whole life is about that then you have to lie to yourself to to some degree to continue to just do it and like lie to people's faces and their families and you, all you, of that stuff. Do you think they're really like getting, uh, getting a word from like demons and they think it's God? No, 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 we're not, not going to go there. No, I, I know that you want to go there. And oh, so uh, do you think so? Do you think so? Oh yeah. I would say so you think, because, you well, think... just because off of the Bible verse that, um, in the in what is it? I'm paraphrasing, but in the last days they will um, they will like take advice from deceiving spirits and be led astray. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Do you think because yeah. in my mind, if someone doesn't know, if, like what you're saying, if they don't know they're not saved, that would mean that they think or they have a relationship with something they're calling God, right? Maybe, and or so, maybe it's just themselves. Maybe it's just mm, self. Is what I'm saying. But okay, if, I don't if think that's that everything case, then, that, then I don't. So here's my here's my well, no, thing. Hold on, hold on. Is, if that's the case, then I don't think I think they know what they're doing. Then I don't think. Eh, maybe. Because do you really? Can you really? Do you feel super connected all the time? No. 
No, nobody does, right? Of course not. So, how, I mean, I, and I go through the motions and I pray and I meditate and I help others and I do all that stuff. But a lot of it's like from self. You know what I mean? So, anyway. But I do want to say like just because something isn't holy <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean. mean that it's demons. <sighs> That's what I'm saying, dude. It's yeah. like just because something's secular and it isn't like – backed by our savior jesus christ does i we are so quick to jump to it's demons and i think that that's a little well, i think that we're it's, jumping if to it's conclude. not then what is it self we're people we're selfish beings well i guess it's well, art, it, so it's yeah, then i guess us. we're talking about semantics because then you, you could classify some people classify everything that is not from christ as like an antichrist so you think that people are demons is that what we're saying no dude this is this is this is your this is the your demonic plot to make me sound like a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know what never mind i don't everything is is materialist and I, i don't believe in any of that stuff okay good i'm glad that we've got i believe in all of it I know, I know. Um, no, I don't know, man. It's fun to think about. No, I, I'm a skeptic. I think, like through and through. And my wife is a a big time conspiracy theorist, like you are. My, my, and my kind of she doesn't jump to like spiritual conspiracies, but like other stuff. She's with you on the nephilim, and she's with you on like a bunch of other stuff. But here's the thing: is that um, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Doesn't matter. I just yeah, I don't know if I distracted you. I just like dropped old vape juice on my fingers and it smelled horrible dude that's gross dude yeah real bad um anyway speaking of real bad so i started my um addiction counselor training school this weekend Uh, so how did that go uh i uh, next time, okay, I'm gonna write down specific things I heard because it, I I can't believe it. Like the <laughs> yeah, we should have like a section just on yes, the, th- things I heard at counselor today. training. Yes, and and, yeah. and some of these people, okay, there's like 30 people in the class. I would say six of us are real deal alcoholic addicts that understand the disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. 24 of the people in the class are normal, well-meaning people that have no clue. And some of these people already are working in a position where they have clients, and they just like don't understand any of it. Why, why would people want to get into such a frustrating field as alcoholism and drug addiction if they don't know, understand the disease? I don't know. That's a that's a because it's frustrating. I mean, and the money's not it. that good. No, and I know it, and it's I. I mean, like I get frustrated with sponsees and people. You know what I mean? And I can't imagine somebody who doesn't understand the disease wanting to to live out their profession. Well, like it's honestly, it probably it because of the way like the treatment models are set up. I guess it's easier for them because they they just see like textbook answers to these things and like trigger lists and like, so they're just like, Oh, you, you have a problem with addiction. Well, just change your people, places and things. Don't get too stressed and you'll be sober. That's, that's all you got to do. Yeah. You know what my triggers were like Breathing? opening my eyes. <laughs> Waking yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> living on a Thursday. Oh, dude, it, I got the sc- <laughs> I got to school the teacher on because so- the first uh, block really? is on pharmacology, and that's that's my bread and butter, dude. Like I, I have, <laughs> I, I seriously have like a, a an amateur degree. Like I studied drugs and stuff and chemicals, especially. Right, right. And she- I remember even in high school, you you were doing that. Yeah, and one a real good one. I shut her down because she was like, we were gotten talking about meth, and that's my other bread and butter. And I've researched the crap out of it. And she was like, there is no, uh, what did she say? There is no, like methamphetamine is not manufactured anywhere except in clandestine labs. And I was like, false. And she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, it is sold under, under the name Desoxin. It is prescribed. And she was like, what? No, it is not. And so we just googled that shit, and I was like. There you go. In your Nothing. face. What did she say? She was She's like, oh. She, I, mean, she, <laughs> she, I mean, she was cool. This is, dude, this lady had like 17 alphabet letters behind her name. She was like a PhD, an RAC, a CACFY, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, but she was, she was cool as shit. She was like, you know, if I don't know some stuff, I'm here to learn from y'all too, so. That's cool. Yeah, but even just like basic, um... Like I could like just the basic myths about drugs that she was just perpetuating and like just had like not, will like willpower willpower and, like and even like like people don't still smoke embalming fluid, dude. Like st- I mean, just yeah, stupid examples of just like like stuff you hear in the Dare program. It's like they're, right. they're still teaching in 2017, and I'm just like, dude, that shit's not correct. <laughs> yeah by the way i'm sure there are some people still smoking a bombing fluid that's uh debatable maybe it's still that's like yes yes there are but like a lot of people confuse pcp with they say oh, formaldehyde. they're really smoking oh, PCP. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah some yeah, people yeah, yeah. yeah some people do but the majority <laughs> of people smoking that shit and she was like saying like going in yeah anyway it makes me sound like an asshole but she was going into like the like what meth does in a psychosis and i was like actually the actual chemical of meth doesn't do that it's the sleep deprivation that causes like the skin picking and and like like meth mouth is not caused from the smoke it's fucking just from poor hygiene it's a it's a causal it's not really yeah dude it's a myth like if you that's like propaganda shit they just perpetuated and i was like that's just yeah i didn't even know that yeah man i know it because i did meth and i researched it on the internet like crazy (laughs) when you were on it yes so that's funny man but it was well but it it made me feel really i had very high hopes for my employability in the future if these people are my rivals my peers yeah 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 and and yeah go ahead I was just going to say, I don't know how, like, uh, performance is calculated in that field. You know what I mean? I want, I don't know. I don't know how you get ahead in that field as opposed Ex- to other fields. Experience. It's all experience. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Did I wonder if I should answer a call live? <laughs> Probably not. It's my friend who's, who's, who's out there. No, don't put him. You I'm can't not, put I'm him not, on not. here without telling him. <laughs> Uh, I need I need to call him back. Um, cool. Well, anyway, um, Joe is awesome. He was. So, he was. He was a really cool cat. I loved his beard. Yeah. His beard is awesome. It was his bare. beard is. When you when I met him, there was no beard. But 
thing. That's anyway, yeah, he also runs marathons. He didn't talk about that. He looks he like a marathon runner. Yeah, he runs marathons and stuff too, which is cool. But so anyway. Are we going to wrap it up? Let's wrap this shit up. All right. I'm playing our new uh, exit music, my friend Chris Brown. Not the Rihanna beater, but my friend Chris Brown <laughs> made for it. Uh, Shit's fire. All right, see y'all later. Peace.